Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you. We're going to discuss your word. We just pray that you will give, you will take control of this, Lord, in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. Today, actually, we're going to go, it's going to be interactive, just like the Bible story we have been doing. But I will say some few things, and then we're going to questions so that we can discuss this. We were talking about what I classify as a Thoughts, ideas, opinions, suggestions that the demons use to attack human beings. Not just Christians, human beings. They do that and they you can say the unbelievers world has already been taken over by by them. But they always attack everybody. So we have to put on the old armor of God. And that is all we're going to talk about today. And when we say ideas, suggestions and uh, and thoughts. I'm going to give one or two stories that we see from the Bible, and this is what the Lord really wanted to talk on today, so that we can really discuss this. We, we know that when, when I was talking, I said there are many things the enemy uses. Even with this thought, you talk about ideas and suggestions, it could be either through, through all of these demons of jealousy, demons of uh, pride, demons of uh, this and that. They are all, they are just tools of the enemy that you use any of those. But this is the one that God says is beating. The biggest of it is pride. Amen? Amen. Open with me to Matthew chapter 11. Let's first see what the Lord says about himself. Because the Lord is the one we want to be like. Matthew chapter 11. Verse 28 and 29. The Lord said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. And ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my body is light. Amen? Amen. So the Lord described himself that he is meek and lowly in heart. That is the Lord Jesus Christ. And let's compare that with the, the enemy. Ezekiel chapter 28. Open with me to Ezekiel chapter 28. So that you can see why the devil specializes in this, in bringing any human being down, if you can get anybody. Because that is what the devil himself was and is, and how he went, how he was cast out of heaven. Ezekiel chapter 28, I read verse 15 first, talking about Satan. This is, this is, Prophetic about Satan, the king of Tyros. And in verse 15 he said, Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created, till iniquity was found in thee. God was talking about Satan then. That Satan was a spirit, a cherub that covered it, as he said in verse 14, that thou art the anointed cherub that covered it. And I've said this. So. So he said he was perfect in his ways until iniquity was found in him. That was in Satan. Now, what was the iniquity that was found in that Satan? Look 
Ajit Adarvas Seventeen. You look at what found in Satan, comparing it with our Lord Jesus Christ, who said, I make and lowly in her. And this is what Satan, what makes Satan fair. He said, It was perfect, the iniquity was found in, in, in him, and verse 7 said, Thy heart was lifted up because of thy duty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. And God said, I will cast thee down to ground. So we know that. Pride was what made Satan to fall. And he will use the same, that's his biggest to use him upon human beings. And just think about that. He commanded those demons to bring pride, to whisper pride, to whisper anything, anything that they could mention. And you can never, we were talking about the story of Adam and Eve, and you say, Eve, he just boosted Eve's ego, you will be like God. And that was the beginning of the downfall of mankind. But she began to consider it. So yeah, she would like to be like that too. And that was what Isaiah said in Isaiah chapter 14 about Satan. Same, the same line. He just used the same line. He himself fell and he tried to make human beings fall and he made them fall. Isaiah chapter 14 talks about the same thing about this same Satan called Lucifer. Because we just said in chapter 28 of Ezekiel, that he was perfect, iniquity was found in him, and what was the iniquity was lifted up. And Isaiah described the same thing in a prophetic way, Isaiah chapter 14. Verse 12, mentioned by him, thou thou falling from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. Thou art thou called down to the ground which did weaken the nations. For thou art said in thy heart, see, think of that verse, see, thou art said in thy heart, in thought. Now, let's, let's, let's stop at the end, let's consider, we're going to discuss also particularly, and you to ask questions, you're going to ask questions. This is what the Lord said about Satan. For thou art said in thy heart, I will ascend to heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God, I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the stars of God, I will, I will. So Satan wanted to go above God. Let me first ask you one question. Bible said, thou art said in thy heart. And we are saying demons whisper to human beings. Not the thing thoughts and ideas come from demons. Who brought this thought and idea to Satan? Now remember, when I was preaching on Sunday, I said, we also are intelligent people. So thoughts, ideas also generate from you. They can, because you are intelligent, think of if, you, if your car broke down on the road and you want to achieve, something comes to your mind, maybe you are not really a mechanic, but ideas come to your head, you know, so. But all those ideas are not from demons. There are some that come from demons from the outside. There are some that come from you. So you have to remember that. So don't attribute everything to what do we generate. We also generate ideas because we have to intelligence. But now look at this. Satan, God was reporting about Satan that you are taught in your heart, which means Satan generated the idea. Or oh, God wanted to test him. Pick your choice. 
Because you can find some Bible verse where God says, I can prove you by sending a false prophet among you and see whether you are going to follow the false prophet. And who knows? God could send the word, the thoughts to his heart. And he had the thought and he enjoyed it. And he more or less wanted to do it. And that would make him fall. So God can also test. And God tests anyone that comes to him. You have to remember that. So what I generated from you will come from the outside. You have to obey the word. Amen? Amen. So that is the key. Are you ready to have you surrender to him? Have you surrender to the word of God? That is the key. This is what you are going to live by. Like Christ said, man shall not live by bread, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. So now that's our challenge. You're going to have to make up your mind. Because you just said, God can test you, and God tests everyone that comes to him. So the idea can come from your head that can make you want to show pride or go into that direction. Or it could come from voices. So you have to make up your mind, whom am I going to serve? Am I going to serve myself? Because that's the biggest. Are you serving yourself or are you serving the Lord? And what did the Bible say? We have to do all this as unto the Lord. Amen? Amen. So where are you? Gee, this fellow is really so And when we are talking about pride, you see pride comes in so many flavors, and that is what we are going to discuss. After I talk it, so we are going to give examples. I want you to give the examples on, on our ground. Examples that you can relate to is what we want to discuss. So I'm going to talk about two two stories here that we can see in the scriptures that actually that has to do with this pride thing because the devil uses it to pull human beings down. We know the story of Adam and Eve and so on. But here is one, two stories. Second Chronicles chapter 26. Let's open it. Second Chronicles chapter 26 is the story of a king, a very great king in Israel, Judah, Messiah, or this man. According to the record, Uzziah was a king in Judah that did well for a while. And, if, and it was reported all the things that he did, and then he did something wrong. That can only be attributed to what? The pride. In fact, that's what the scripture said, his heart was lifted up. Chapter 26. Verse 16, I'll read verse 16. Remember, like I said, the devil goes about looking for who he can control. And that's what we're talking about, these demons that he uses. They come to people and try to make your mind do anything. And one of the biggest things that they know if people fall for you is the browse of pride. Ego, we call it ego in America. Pride. In many forms, and we're going to, after I give this to you, we're going to talk on our level. Hey, it can come to you as a student, it can come to you as a spouse, it can come to you as an employee. And the devil just do for every way to make people to think big. And God said, it probably is what he hates, first thing he hates. But this is an example of a king who said, in, in chapter 26, verse 16, 
earlier verses were talking about how we fire the great things and the other He made Jerusalem, he made engines for war and so on, and he was doing great. Then in verse 16, but when he was strong, remember the story of the Satan? He was beautiful. He said that through, the, through his beauty, he lifted up his heart. And the devil will look for that. He will see you, whatever you think is your strength, maybe it's beauty in face or something you have, money or prestige. And he will try your best by just bringing thoughts and ideas to you. And that is what he does to every man, whether rich or poor, great men or little men. And as he is society king, the Bible wrote that he didn't write this part of but when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. Remember the Bible said in other words, pride goes before destruction. So that's why we want to guard against all those things. Because this small, small thing we're talking about, they create those things in the heart of human beings. We have to guard our heart and guard our mind and fall on our face when we see something like that coming out. I will give you some examples. That sometimes we could be so subtle that we couldn't see it. But because God searches the hearts and the reins, that's many times why we don't get what we expect to get. He expected God to give us something and we could see deeper than that. Let me give you a story quickly before I go to this story. There was this testimony, a woman gave that testimony on TBN. And that was the ministry, the minister, the woman. She said on that TBN that she she, when she was in the church, she would go and minister, evangelize, and preach, and witness, and then she would come and she felt in herself she was trying to encourage the pastor of the church. More like, you know, rouse up other people to do the same thing. So she would come to the pastor and tell all the exploits that she had done in witnessing. And the pastor would say, good, praise God, good, praise God. Well, this woman was one testifying this by, by, about this thing by her sister home, and she said, one, some one time ago, the Lord talked to her in a vision. And the Lord told her that when she goes to the pastor and did all those testifying of great things that the Lord is doing through her, the Lord said she saw the Lord saw right. And she said, Lord, no way, I didn't that's not practical time to testify. I'm just trying to testify to the pastor. He said that God was really deeper than that. See, there are some things we cannot see, but God sees deeper. So, because God is looking for not just the action, He's looking for the motive. Mm-hmm. So that is exactly what I said. When I listen to that, I said, no. Because that power has fallen into that many times. I'm going to, when I was in India, I go from village to village and I go back to the midst of the competition and try to tell them what great things God has done and make enemies of them. I'm the competition. I wonder, some of them say, why are they angry at me? Who knows, because I see pride too. So that is what we are talking about, because God sees it much more than we could see. But here is the story of this man, this is your insight. When he was strong, his heart was lifted up. What did he do? He, he transgressed against the Lord his God. Now, this is serious, not just against men against the Lord is God, and went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense upon the altar of incense. And then the priest confronted him. Now you say, well, what's wrong with that? Well, of course, if you know this Bible, the king is expected to be king, and the priests are to be this, and the prophets are to be that. 
So there's no crossover. But he was so close to God, so maybe he felt I should be able to do that too. And then the priest confronted him and he said, Never him. And they withstood Usaiah the king and said unto him, It appertained not unto thee, Usaiah, to burn incense unto the Lord, but to the priests, the sons of Aaron, that are consecrated to burn incense. Go out of the sanctuary, for thou hast trespassed, neither shall it be for thy honor from the Lord God. So they confronted him. Whether they already have grievances, we don't know. But the problem was if he was if it was an honest mistake. If it was an honest mistake, his reaction should be different. So I said, I'm sorry, I didn't know. Um, get up. But he got angry. Verse 19. Then Uzziah was wrathful and had a censor in his hand to burn his sense. And while he was wrath with the priest, what happened? Leprosy. God smote him. The leprosy even wrote something for him. Before the priest in the house of God comes aside in incense of him. Himself felt that something hit him. Not the prophet, something came from the sky. So what happened here? Honest mistake, community, he would have said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But no, there was a brother, some spirit upon him. The Bible says that. Before honor is humility, but before pride says the unhealthy spirit before it for haughty. And they say, Come on, they just come upon you, and you wonder what's unless you cast them out, you'll be acting what they want to ask. And that is one example. And look at the fellow, he was a great man for God. I mean, if you look at all the things he had done. And there's another example here that is called Josiah. We also know the story of Josiah. Josiah also did great wonderfully. He was the one that caused the greatest revival. Greatest revival after all the people have gone away. And God was pleased. But at the end of his life, young man, already old, there is the story of Josiah in 2 Chronicles chapter 35. Similar thing, except that in this case he didn't run into the temple or do something that he was close to God, he got favor from God. And that, sometimes I wonder about that. Sometimes we fail, we are so, our prayer always answer, God always answer our prayer. We are the right hand man of God, right hand woman of God, and then we begin to misbehave. Not misbehaving, sin. Proud towards God, towards my misbehaving. And that is what we are talking about. It's not like, oh, you are the went and did. Oh God, I think God can forgive me. No, these are these people are doing something they never even thought was wrong, and that is danger part of it. Because the devil comes and just makes somebody do something that you know God does not approve, but you are not aware of it. That is what we are talking about. Here is Josiah in Second Corinthians chapter thirty-five. Second Chronicles, just next. And I'm going to read just some few verses. The same with Josiah, he did great things for, for Israel. And by the end of, after he had done all those great things, people have been feeling that, yeah, there's something we cannot do. Sometimes when people do that, we encourage that there's nothing we cannot accomplish. 
because he, he, has, he was so close to God, but there's a time for everything, God has a timing for something. So what happened was, after he had done all those exploits for God, the Bible said, Pharaoh from Egypt was going to come to attack another country over there. And uh, Josiah felt, gee, Pharaoh, if I can not Pharaoh down, maybe I will be great. I'm just interpreting <laughs> that. What did I come upon him? That was what happened. Verse 20. And after all this thing that Josiah had done, what happened? When Josiah had prepared the temple, Nico, king of Egypt, came up to fight against Akemish by Euphrates. And Josiah went out against him. So you wonder why would he go against a king that you all know him? Pharaoh was a great, great warrior in those days. And Josiah was a small country. But where he had gone, he had, you can see where he had gone, he could have had his soldier David. We David with his few hundred, six hundred soldiers, we cannot die all the distance. But whatever came upon him, this is what happened. So he saw Pharaoh was going to attack another country and Josiah went against him. But nevertheless, he said, verse 21, but he sent ambassadors, and the king of Egypt sent ambassadors to him, saying, What am I to do with thee, thou king of Judah? I come not against thee this day, but against the house wherewith I have war. For God commanded me to make haste. Forbear me from meddling with God, who is with me, that it destroys thee not. Well, that was King of Egypt saying that to King of Judah. You have said, Does King of Egypt know God? Well, this is what happened with him. Nevertheless, I said, Josiah will not turn his face from him, but disguise himself, that they might fight with him, and ask him not unto the words of Nico from the mouth of God. Well, whoever wrote this book, say it was from the mouth of God. Amen. Amen. So, as you know, he didn't listen to what King of Egypt was saying. So, what can that be? Some ego, some, I think I can, I think I am great, you know. That's what I can raise a kind of some form of private common. But he said it was from the mouth of God and he came to fight in the valley of Megiddo and the archers shot at King Josiah and the king said to his servant, Have me away for I am so wounded. So his servants therefore took him out of that chariot and put him in the second chariot that he had and they brought him to Josiah and he died. Just a wasted man like that. But what was he talking about? We're talking about what could come upon him when you say God said, don't go. That's how I can power that. And he went. Well, that and that's a day and that's a But all of these things, they are leading to pride. Pride. And pride always comes because of accomplishment. You know, Joseph has accomplished something. The devil, that he first said, he said he was beautiful. And then the thoughts came, if you are so beautiful, don't you think you be boss? The Lord can test him on that and he fell for it. Or he could generate it for himself. And here's another one, Jesus, you are you are great. God is you are the right hand man of God right now. King of Egypt, mountain down. And he fell even for it. So all of those things is what we should meditate upon and say, Oh my God, I want to be careful. I want to be right. I want to be under the submissiveness that God says, so that before Corona is humility. And I want you now to contribute. Give me some examples that you can think of. I can say, well, here are some things that, is this pride? Is, 
if somebody not show this kind of talk. I want suggestions. Anybody? If you have something, you might say, is this, can this be project? Because that's how the thought just comes to people and they want to implement it and they don't know that. But if you point out on it, any, anything, anything, suggestions from them to regard. Do anybody have any suggestions? This, if any scenario like this comes to my to mind, can this be attributed to the project? Or what do you think? Any figures? Any suggestion? Think about it. Keep maintaining one. I'm going to give you one right now. And that is in our own, in our own, like in our own area. I'm not, not from the stories and that, but I'm from lifestyle that we all live. Suppose you are an employee. You are an employee and your boss happens to be younger than you. In fact, you have been, we are, we are in that category right now. We are, we are in our 50s. We have masters in this engineering, then we are this and that, we are out of it. And then, yeah, young people are just coming out. They are now 30 years old and they are managers of this place and you are ended up working under it. Okay, so that's the scenario also. Where you are working for somebody that is that graduated from college, 30 years after you, you have graduated from college. So you know that, well, gee, what kind of So that happens in life. Now, this is where proud can step in. When they, of course, they will think that gee, this man is. I don't think he's going to want to work in this place. He has so much experience and all. So they don't even hire you. The next day they have hired you. For example, you, you are just a contractor, and the guy just says, "Gee, this has to be done this way." And he really banging his hand on the table like uh, he's the boss. And. Something will rise up in you also. It's natural. Something will rise up in you. You feel threatened. You feel, you feel like a gee. This young man is just controlled. You want to find your resignation. That's what comes to your mind. Or gee, I can't work with this guy. <laughs> but those are things that will be generating your mind. And if you are in that kind of environment, the demons look around and they say, wow. And they pump up your mind. They just make you think, gee, but gee, gee, gee. Now, how will you handle that? How should you handle that as the river? Can you suggest someone to say something? Yes. Well, the world will handle it one way, but as believers, we are to submit ourselves to those that have authority over us. So although you may not want to, you may want to take the God's side and whoop it, you cannot do that. You have to, you know, submit yourself because you are portraying the image of Christ, we need people to see the glory of God. Amen? Amen. Well, I second what he has said. Now, to be able to submit yourself in that environment, you have to remind yourself of the world. Because in the emotion, when the emotion kicks in, sometimes that one is always it. The emotion kicks in like that. You can see people arguing. Because he, that man said, I know what I'm talking about. I have 50 years of experience on this thing. And that young man said, no, I, I want it done this way. You've got to remember who you are, just like our brother said. If you don't remember who you are and say, hey, I'm a child of God, he is the boss, submit. Very soon you will be, actually, you want to find your resume. I had somebody in my office that was about my age, that he was not a contractor, he was an employee. And the guy that was our boss was much younger. 
they were almost arguing the government and I could see that the, the face of this young man, the boss, was getting rage. I mean, it's just natural. He was, they are not Christians, they are not Christians. They, they are not, it happens in the unbelievers, and I felt that this guy should have shut up his mouth. He didn't. He kept talking back to the boss. And the boss kept hurting, and after we left, I went and said, hey, he was my friend because I said, you gotta take it easy. He said, oh, you just like to be right. You just like to, to win the argument. Because he's the boss. You have to be careful about that. And in fact, after we did, the man said, everybody go out, back inside. You may say, well, he's staying at least 20 years younger than us. So that happens in life. And pride is what I'm talking about. Demons capitalize in making anybody that. If you don't remember who you are, you react and react and react. And that is it. They can remember the word of God and keep it. That's the blessing. The blessing doesn't say you will not be in that environment. They say quickly remember who you are and just you know, go and apologize. If you hope that's what you're going to do, you have seen something harsh or you made up your mind and I'm going to go to my reservation. If you remember who you are, God will tell you that hey, something is popping up in you too. He said, no, it's not me, it's him. <laughs> when I say, well, he wants to start that, I say, that boss is bad. I don't think I can work for him. So if God is looking at your heart, because God is not interested in working with the name of the unbeliever. It's what he's trying to make you perfect. Mm. Amen? So he is looking at your heart to see, hey, well, how is your heart? Not where uh, I'm okay, it's the man, that guy is just on, it's just telling us. Are you other example? Think about that. You can be in an environment where you can remember some of these things. Anyway, take another example. Yes, brother. Hold on. I read a, a story of a, a bridge at the airport. Everybody lined up trying to get to the plane. And everyone was getting the flights of varying speed. And there comes this Two ladies, excuse me if I use the word, rambunctious, nodding back, and guess where they both went to? This was being in Michael and Man. They went right in front of this broad person, right in front of this person. Everyone was expecting to say, you know, they were expecting to blow up and say, what are you doing? Yeah. But he just kept his school and what he did was amazing. The ladies, the lady, two of them were together, they stood right in the spot. So what he did was just left the line and went right to the back of the line. So people turned their faces, is this guy from this planet or what? So, you know, he kind of cut the argument short. So you can't say, hey, where is she dumping my line in front of me? It's my fault. So he just went to the back of the line and stood there. And he just, just stood up. People and he said, hmm, who is this guy? The, the bottom, the, the summary of the story is this. When he got, when he got to his turn, he had an opportunity to do necessary. The lady gave the, I think the ladies gave the life to Christ. He can't attend uh, or whatever. And what happened? The Lord, 
that was, I was like, I don't know if it happened to me whether I was going to back up the line, but that the devil made me do it. He shot him out of everybody around by just doing that simple principle. Amen. Well, you can see that it is possible, especially when we have Christ, it is possible. Even when look like a year at time, that man is different. I'm just not traveling by all of the way I'm different. That even the one that are most difficult among us, if we let the Lord, is then telling us, changing us from glory to glory. That is, you can't say, well, that pastor is because he's a pastor, or because he's naturally came to, and they only go scream upon him again and make him double. Even we, there are some people that are not naturally came to, and when you go talk upon him, he should make you better, also. And if you let him, he will make us better. Amen. Any other example that you can remember? We are talking about pride. And it comes in many flavors. Let me give you another one that has been coming to my mind. There was this case. Here is a woman, a lady. She got doctorate degree in college. And there is a young man. High school, but then maybe two years of college. And then the young man wanted to thought that he could approach this woman for being a partner for, for marriage or something. And this lady looked down this man and said, Go look for your equal. No, I said, I'm not your equal. When I thought about that, I said, That's a little pride. These are, these are, to be. Believers. That is another example. The good for you, but he has looked down on that brother because of education. Don't even come and don't even think I can I can you can you can win my heart or anything because you know we are not equal. Well, that is an example that we can look at and say, hey, that is a sort of pride. A sort of pride. And if we are the only ghost. We should let the Holy Ghost take control of that heart, take control of our heart, and not pop up. What the Bible says is love is not puffed up. This is one of the articles of the Bible. And in the end, we can say, yes, and that gave us, let me open this one. Proverbs chapter 29, let's read it. Just comparing, just looking through life, things in life generally, that we believers should not find ourselves in that environment, in that situation. We should be humble. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 25 says this. The man's pride shall bring him low, but honor shall uphold the humble in his face. That's verse 29, 23. Well, the one actually I, I quote, I must have written it. It said, Pride is so proud, it's a, it's a style of strife. You know, the proud heart is a style of strife. Now, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18. 
in Dwana it says, Dry going before destruction. Proverbs 16, verse 18. Dry going before destruction and haughty spirit before before. Brother, it is to be of an humble spirit with the glory than to divide the soil with the proud. And Proverbs 6, verse 16 to 17. Then the Lord said, This six things the Lord hates. And the first one says, A proud look. Now, question. Anybody have any question? Let's go to questions and answer for the next few minutes. Questions on some of these things that we are talking about tonight, they were. If I have to talk like this, and we will take some time to answer some of these. Any questions? It's also like in line with what the prophet was saying that anytime as a believer that we did the right thing, the way God wants us to, there's always a testimony. You know, there's a, there's a, you know, the name of the Lord is glorified. You know, the testimony that I have, I given that testimony before, and I don't always do that, but I was so glad that day that the Lord did help me out. Uh, I had, you know, I do message. So uh, I was in, in an office one day. All of a sudden, you know, everybody was left. I was the only person that was left in the, in the office. So a phone came in, and uh, these people, you know, they talked to the, uh, the secretary that they're looking for a very experienced uh, message. And I think I just started with the about two months. So he called me and said, these people are on the phone and they want somebody that is really experienced. I asked him, those people are there for about 15 years. He said, well, some of them are gone. I'm like, well, I guess I'll be most experienced here then. <laughs> <laughs> so I pick up the phone and I talk to them and I went over to their home and I got that message. So, and I put the sign up there about a week later, somebody on the street called and said, you know, I saw the sign, you know, this place has been always very quiet, you don't want strangers, you know, in here. So I said, okay. So I asked him where to do it. He said, he lives across the street. So I said, okay, next time I come over here, I would like to see you. So I went by there, maybe about two or three days later, and I asked them, didn't know this person. I actually called was meeting right across the street from there. It was, this was Street Street, it was on Central. <laughs> so I asked them, they told me that, you know, they don't know me. So I pick up my phone and I called him and I told him that, you know, I'm in front of that house, where's your house? So he said, you know, that I should keep on calling. So I'm like, which street are you on? Central. I'm like, I can't go walk that distance. I have to drive. So I did drive. I got there, it was in another home. So to cut the solution, he came out. So, uh, and I was asking him, he started, you know, just saying the same thing. Very, very annoying. I said, you know, we don't want, <laughs> we don't want, you know, strangers or group of people. And in my head, just like he was talking, there are voices coming in. 
on the right and on the left. You know, the one that was coming is like, I've already prepared the answer to giving me, whether you like it or not, that's why they don't get a lot of sell their home. <laughs> but another thing was coming to me that was saying I should testify to him exactly how I got that meeting, so that I purpose to come there. In fact, if it had met the human being, I should be the last person to get it. But God stayed away from me. So I went again and I just told him that testimony. So when I was done, it's like, you know what? Since you've been talking, you didn't mention nothing about the money, you didn't mention about nothing, but just about how you really want to help these people. So he told me, give me your card. I'm going to help other people. Anything I can do for you, I will do it. And I see that you certainly did. When I left the place, I'm like, wow, God is good. I'm glad I didn't say what I should have said. Praise him, the Lord. So you can see that if we are not quick to, like when it's not be quick to judgment, if you are slow to speak, then you perhaps can think through, because some of those voices will come. They always come. That's why when you are in a situation, they always come, the voices will come to you because they must internalize that. But you should never be one, like I said, before you open your mouth. That's why I'm going to say what? He that shortened his lips will be esteemed in the man of understanding. He that is slow, to answer. Don't, don't jump to speak and if you think twice, you realize that if you just keep your mouth shut, you realize you are being wise in some of these environments. So that you get the right words out, not the wrong words. And there's another example. Whether that's the testimony, whether there are questions, we want to go to questions, one come, people come pass it to people. Another question or? Yeah, right Yeah, my question goes like this. Yeah. Um, you said we are told that um, that demons are animals disembodied. So my question is like, is how are you going to differentiate if someone has a demon spirit or a satanic spirit? Because by the way, when I was in, when I was when I was a teenager, there I used to see people that had that kind of spirit. I used to call them demon spirit or kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, I, I, used to, I used to see people maybe in my schools. So anytime I try to call them maybe demon spirit. So even 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 I, I don't even know that they're they're different demon spirit and guys that the same thing. Since because they are from um they have those kind of things, that's why it's so when I'm trying to distinguish that uh, those the satanic spirits in the in the spirit world, in the spirit world now, I'm talking about in the spirit world. The spirit world is just like a physical thing like this. You see a woman being walking, no, you know he's standing because he has two hands. Eh? So that's what we say is a, a a woman being towards but in the spirit world, if he's standing with with all our officials, it's different from if he is a dog. Okay? But in the spirit world, you will see, see those demons like dogs too, and like cats. And so that in the spirit, I'm not talking about whether they manifest in this world, on this physical world. So when you say you see some people and they are crazy, for example, and you think that these demons are the spirit, well, the manifestation is almost the same, but they are, whatever they are, if they are manifested through human beings, here's an example of the Lord casting those lunatic spirits out of the man. 
And they said they were many of them, the legion of devils. Okay. That's like a soldier, a band of soldiers. And but you see, they wanted to go into the pit. And people classified that those were demons because they are disabled, they wanted to inhabit something. But most of the time, those band of animals, we call them animals, but they are not the, when they speak in their human beings, also they can talk. Because they are not animals of our generation, they are boy disembodied animals of the generation. But what we are saying is that they want to inhabit something to manifest their evil behaviors. And they were even begging the Lord Jesus Christ not to send them back to hell. Okay. So he let them go into the peak. But now they still manifest the Nazism. That's when they were possessing. But that's the time of what we are, they are saying, these are just a bunch of them. And those bunch of them can have one particular angelic spirit leading them. Okay, an angelic spirit, not an angel of God, satanic spirit leading them. But the rest will be like a, a flock of goods, a flock of sheep. That's what they will be like. I'm just typifying, I'm not saying that's what. But when they say there are many, that's what you should expect. That one. But the, the other ones that say that are flying about doing are still part of those only that they don't go in camp. But they are always in the air and looking for what they do for. Whether they have been brought by some satanic spirits, this angelic, the angel of Satan, that you can go about using those demons to do wickedness, they are like physical monkeys like this. Angels, they appear like this in physical, in physical shape, like this. Not human beings, I'm thinking that they stand like two feet, two legs like us. That's what I classify those are angelic. If they are satanic, they are satanic angels. But they are, they are animals and so on, and still in the spirit. They are they are demons. You are demon flying here, you see, some people have a dream where they saw lions flying there, you know, but they are demons. But they are in the world, in the world that you don't see, they are just animals in that world. And they can be led by a person that looks like a woman, but that's being the type of living being. And that's what we bet. On this side, when you see their manifestation, you can't tell whether it is Satan that is Satanic spirit. They are it's just a bunch of demons, but they are all doing the same thing. They are begging, trying to make men sin. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, that's the goal of Satan is to make human beings sin. And once they are making them sin, then any other terrible thing can happen to those human beings. Because the Bible says, the soul that sinned shall die, and then the devil is the one that is propagating death. It's Satan that kills people, not God. You have to remember that. God put the call, but Satan implemented it. So we have to remember that then, those demons are part of the instrument. That they will use to bring all of those trouble. But the rod of the wicked shall not rest upon the Lord of righteous. So they want to make people wicked. So we want to make people unrighteous. So that they can keep putting the rod of the wicked upon the human beings. So that is the purpose of the devil. So what Christ comes to do for us is to make us what? Get out of the sin nature. Because that is the bottom line. The sin nature has to be destroyed. And once the sin nature and the Bible says, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. So the works of the devil is the sin which brings sicknesses and death. So if Christ can take care of that, he has done it for those who have come to him. Say, we are now a new creature in Christ. The sin nature is dealt with by the blood of the cross. So once you have settled that and you have been set free, then all these other things you should be taking authority over them. Over the things that we have. Actually, to have authority over them. Just think of authority. Okay? 
Any other questions? The Bible called him Lucifer, that Bible is not chapter we just say is a old Lucifer, which is what we believe must have been his name. In Isaiah chapter 14, we believe that must be the name of that Kiru called Satan. When you look at the book of Revelation, it says that old serpent called Satan. In the book of Revelation chapter 20. So we believe that that is the name of that evil kill that was cast out of the room. In verse, chapter 20 verse 2 said, If they hold on the dragon, it's called dragon, they that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and Baron Basie. So but those are those look like description of Satan. It's like a description, devil, doer of evil. But does he have a name? The only pleasure we found the word Lucifer was in the book of Isaiah chapter 14. So we believe that that must be his, his original name. Well, no, that to be called, it appeared like an angel of light, but he was not an angel of light. Mm -hmm. What you are saying is that, can Satan appear in form of an angel of light? Yes, the Bible says sometimes appear like an angel of light in the book of Jude. They might, might, he appears like an angel of light, but he's not there to do anything like this. Even if he's, there's uh, some people say, even if the devil is playing wrong for you, his motive is to kill, to steal. So don't don't believe it. So in fact, if they come and try to, I say they, I'm not talking about human beings. That's them. Whoever it could be using human beings, it could be you coming in the spirit, it could be coming in the mind. But all the motive of Satan for human beings is to kill, to steal, and to destroy. That's what the Lord Jesus Christ said. He said, "If this comes not, but to kill, to steal, and to destroy." The Christ said, "I have come that they might have life." And that they might have it more abundantly. So the Lord Jesus Christ is the one that brought life. But John chapter 10 verse 10. Talking about it called Satan the thief. The thief comes not, and that includes all his hosts, all those demons are talking about. Where they came to him and said, Oh, you will be like God. They are telling lies. Also. Because the found that he never became like God. He just tricked her and she fell for the for the lie of the devil. And that's why the Lord is calling the thief. He came to steal the joy of Eve, and he's still trying to steal the joy of everybody. He said, the thief not, but for to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. Christ said, I am come that they, human beings, might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. So, that should answer the question. No, it's in order to say that the same when Satan was still, you know, one of God's angels before the uh, before the rebellion in heaven, I think God gave him the name Lucifer to be around light. I think it's only after the rebellion, after he was kicked out of heaven, that God gave him the name Satan in heaven. Okay, before that he was when be around light, he was like, you know, one of God's angels, and maybe he rebelled to take over, 
we were kicking out and turned out, I think that's when it became like, you know, the name Satan. And, and so, so that's the people confused Lucifer and Satan as, well, it's, it's, what you're also right saying is that the word Lucifer, I don't know whether you are saying that Lucifer is, is translated to mean the bearer of the That is the word the scripture said was that it was the cherub that covered it. And people believe that the God meant he was covering, it was when before it fell, before it was cast away, it was covering the throne of God with light. And so, but after he, iniquity was found in him, because of that pride, and he fell, then he was casted out. And he was described as devil, being doer of evil. The wicked one, the logical one, the thief, and all of them was Satan. Satan is still another word for the devil. Okay, so, but if I, if you had a name, that name was Lucifer. Okay. But all of those things, it's not to make you to be, don't be afraid of him. All you need to do is to guard your heart, so that all those thoughts are just suggestions you wash against it. So what we are talking about is the mind, because the battle is in your mind. The battle of the ages is in the mind. What are you going to yield? Are you going to yield your mind to ungodliness? Or are you going to yield your mind to Christ? Have the mind of Christ. Amen? Mm -hmm. Any other question? So we're going to wrap it up in a few minutes. Yes.
we can only see how the man presented his testimony, what he did, what he said. But God sees beyond that. And that is the part of it that I can shake that for myself. I can shake that and say, wait a minute, what is this motive? When I say what I said. Because if you have a clear motive that what you said was taken wrongly, then maybe you are still there. They misunderstood you. That is possible in, in the interaction with humanity. But if the motive is really wrong, even if they think you what you said was right, and that is where you wish have the motive for that. They have a bad motive, they will be blowing your face and making you look better. That's witchcraft, you see. Motive is what God is looking for. So what is what is what, what is he trying to accomplish? What is really the motive behind this? So that's why I say what you have to check is the motive. Anybody can come and say that. Come and show you. Come and show you. I don't say that. What is the motive that is Maybe you don't want to see people come and explain something. President. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to say that not only if you go to a different church, but uh, you know, in your own church as well. I mean, for instance, in this church. I mean, we, you know, we, uh, you know, we do some things, some activities, and so forth like that. So, I know, I know that when we first started, uh, we have to caution among ourselves. And I have caution, at least among those of us who are doing events and different things like that, because there's a tendency to look as if, you know. I mean, if you're, if you're out there, like, you know, like we do events on Saturdays and we go to the outreach and so forth like that, you know, you may think that just because you do that, that makes you better than somebody else. And that could be proud. You know, and if you come out, you know, all the time you say this and that and so forth, not, you know, it's not only when you go to somebody else's church, but right here in our church, you know, if you, it's a way that you can say, you know, what you are doing and so forth like that. You know, sometimes you may think, you know, you're trying to challenge others, but you can actually be proud, you know, because it makes you feel that you are the only one that's doing something and the others are not doing anything. So that can be proud, you know, and also, you know, in things that we do in the church, uh, ministers, they are not even exempt. In fact, one of the, one of the greatest tools that they use against ministers is pride. You know, so, you know, when you are, you know, I mean, it's, it's so easy to fall into that. If the Lord is doing something in your life, and then, you know, you make you think that others who are not that way, they just, they just don't get it. Well, you couldn't get it either if the Lord didn't give it to you. You know, so, you know, this... This is a very delicate area, and I, you know, a lot of people fall into that. You know, that we we always think that, well, gee, you know, maybe they should wake up and so on. Well, you would be asleep too if the Lord didn't wake you up. You know, so we we should think about that uh, every time that we think that we are doing something wonderful for God. We should think about that, and like Brajulas uh, was saying, check the motive of what you are saying. And sometimes even when we give testimony, you know, check the body of the testimony. And, uh, you know, does the testimony glorify God? And one way that I like to de define pride is uh, 
you know, something that doesn't glorify God. I mean, right. not glorifying God, that's the way I like to define pride, you know. So we see an example of Nebuchadnezzar in the Bible, he thinks he did. You know, I walked in his palace and said, is this not the great kingdom that I have built by my hand and so forth like that? You know, but he didn't give the glory to God. So not giving the glory to God is really pride, you know. And you know, so there's many different elements about that. So that, that you know, those are... Those are some things to bear in mind. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Let's remember the, 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 the testimony, I mean, the thing the Lord gave another story, a parable. The two men that went to the temple, and he said, This Pharisee spoke with them and said, That was testimony, he was testifying, really. And that's what our pastor was talking about here. When we give testimony, we have to also be careful how we say it. But that man said, Lord, I thank you that I'm not like other men. And he described the other men. And God said, she, I don't want to hear that. And he said that the, 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 the publican stood and bowed up and said, he said, be to you, God, a sinner. And Jesus said, that one went home, justified. So what, what about this man? Pride. He called red pride all over the Pharisee. So that's an example that we can also do. What would be able to do that? See, the fine line between, like I was saying, after, after the exception did or something, the fine line between being confident or being, I would call it, be, 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 not be that proud of myself, be, wash out, or be, 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 and become arrogant or so. So there's fine line. They will try to push you, cross that line. Yes. Okay. So uh, I can give definitely an uh, example. I started college, so I had to really break with that same type of example uh, for me because I started off in, and I was looking at my, like, my mind, my, my train of thought. I told people this before, but um, like going into college, and I'll be honest, I never really worshipped or, or fellowshiped with anybody like, outside of the Nigerian uh, realm, so I was always kind of like, oh, you know. If we knew, you know, I have like people that are not just Nigerians that would go to church, it's going to be like, the same, everything. And um, when I got to, I was going to, and everything was just seemed a lot different. And I, and I remember I started uh, thinking, oh, these people, like, even though, I, it's funny because I was so blinded with my pride. I'm like, well, these people, they don't, they don't speak in tongues. They don't, you know, do this, they don't do that. And, you know, they're really not. And it's starting with little things to another. And I would talk to people. And, uh, it's funny because after God showed me like uh, hindsight, I would justify a lot of things that I was saying, um, or maybe sometimes I do not say to, to any of these people who they're really my brothers and sisters, and it's not that they, just like that they had, because I was not spot one too, and I haven't experienced the stuff that I experience now. But um, uh, I was looking down on these people, all the brothers and sisters, because I was thinking, oh, you know. I've experienced this, they haven't experienced that, the way they worship, blah, 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 and this and this and that. And um, uh, God just told me, he's like, yeah, these are brothers and sisters. He's like, I don't know why you think that you're so much better than them and what you're doing. And like I said before, I would just have to be like, oh, you know, at least I'm, I'm saying something. When I was saying something to somebody about, you know, well, I just feel like we could do, you guys could do more of this, more of that. It wasn't from pure, old, like, God telling me to say this stuff. It was none of that. It was really just me, like saying all stuff. And although it may have been like true, what I was saying, um, 
the motive, where I call it the heart set, it was completely wrong. It was out of my own pride. And so that kind of brings me from that. And it's funny how, um, even in the end, uh, use something from that program to actually pray, pray with me, which is kind of like a whole 180. And he just showed that to me. But um, yeah, I definitely have experienced that too. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God. So you can see everybody, in fact, I can tell you one experience I have. We all go through life and you run through this experience. The most important is to be humble when it is pointed out to you. That is the most important thing to be humble when it is pointed out to you. God watches for that. An example is in the King David. He had done all these terrible things. He was a man after God's own heart and he committed adultery. Look, don't nobody say anything. So he killed. Look, don't nobody say anything. Don't wow, do this. And then one year, almost a year has passed. Because for a baby to be born, nine months also. And then the prophet came. Go and read the story of David and Bathsheba. The prophet came one year later. What was going on all this one year? You think David was not singing praise to God? Psalmist of Israel. So he was praising the Lord every Sunday and nothing seemed to hold on to One year later, the prophet came and said, You are the man. But the most important thing is that what? He, so he, 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 was, he repented and said, I am sinned against the Lord. The other kings have said, Arrest this prophet. So I am sinned against the Lord. So God said, When it is pointed out, you humble yourself and say, No, I'm sorry. And then God said, "You see, man, I So that is very important. I remember when I was when I came to this country, I would visit some churches and I visited the church and they said, "Well, we have a house fellowship. If you want to, anybody." So I went to one house fellowship. Just to, but you know how we all came from Africa, we know so much in faith of the word of God. I wanted to teach them. Of course, they didn't know much, but they, they said that I was that's what it felt and I. And by the time they told me, hey, brother, there's somebody else come. <laughs> At the house fellowship, I just said that well. Then I, I, then I knew that, Lord, something, that's, that's right, something is not, it's, I'm, I'm too poor of something, I just cut it off. I just started making it to see that, see, there are many things we carry over when we're coming from Africa, where, that when we're in Africa, we're bumping the soldiers and soldiers, that after you come to, we don't begin to deal with you. See, when we're in Africa, there are some different things we deal with you at different times in your life. It doesn't have to be because you're out of Africa, it's just because it's time for him to deal with you on this. Then you begin to deal. When, another thing I remember is when I'm just on that ground. When, when I was in Africa, God didn't have to deal with me about financial things because I was working for the government and money never, they never gave me off. But the Lord brought me over here and said, okay, we're going to have to test you trusting me on money and getting the job and being fired and laid off for the first time I have at least Christmas is coming, the company closed, everybody get out and I said gee, and then you have to be to learn so that's part of testing that I'm saying that sometimes it's right time for the Lord to test you on something else so that is one thing that the Lord started dealing with me when I, when I came to this country that I started being humble I'm still working on it but you have to remember that many times we have a lot of baggages we carry from even from our Christian, from the other life of Christian. Okay. Okay.
scripture and I say common things. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 17, it says, But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In that, in that tree, there is good. So the good, sometimes, what we say is, sometimes the good that we do, we have to find out. We may not ask only you or me that we will know the reason why or what it is. I could give my sister $50 and not get a reward for it because my motive is totally wrong. So even in doing good, it could be You know that we did that. It was something good. But there's no reward. So in, in tree of knowledge of good and evil, in both in it will lead to destruction. And I want to back yeah, that's that's that. we as Christians we, we we need to thank God that we uh, the battles that he fights for us, we don't get to see it. Else, I tell you what, we probably will be dead if we saw those demons that are doing stuff. But just sometimes the word is spoken and things take place. They find their fruits. When he was asking how do we know this, just find their fruits, we will know them. All we want to know is say, the power in the name of God just takes care of the situation. Trying to decipher whether this demon is a dispensed fighting here or this was a bonus. Uh-uh. That is not that we don't worry about, about that at all. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Put on the old armor of God. That is the summary of what we are going to wrap it up because the armor of God covers even the pride. It shelters us from that pride. I only tell with pride because that's the big the biggest thing the devil uses. Ephesians chapter six. Let's read that as we wrap it up. Because we can be, when you begin to meditate on this thing, to open your understanding and say, hey, before you do anything, before you take anything, search your heart. Compare with the word of God. What is your motivation? And let the Lord be blessed. Ephesians chapter 6. Apostle Paul is verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be ye strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the old armor of God that he may be able to stand against the wires of the devil. What we have discussed is the wires of the devil. Because when you know the wires, you know how to quench it. Because those are the wires of the devil. We always talk about the, the fire, the devil wanted to kill people with this cancer. And those are all true. But the wires of the devil are the ones that want to lead people into sin. Sin and ungodliness. And pride against God. God said, you resisted. God said, resist the proud. And we don't want to, we want God to be on our side, not resisting us. So that's why we want to make sure we get that covered. See, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the old armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in evil day. And having done all, to stand. Stand therefore having your loins wrapped about with truth. The word of God. Just get the Bible verses, get it into you. Quote it all the time. Remind yourself of it. 
when you remember who you are, then you walk as the Lord has said to walk. To guide yourself with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet on with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all, taking the shield of faith, where we shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And then take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Then always pray, always with all prayer and supplications and worship. Watching. Watching. That is the last part of it you have to remember. If you are very sensitive, that's watching. Watching that day. Where did this voice come from? Look at what happened. Let's just give an example. Peter just did something great. Let's just say, whom do men say that I am? And everybody says, oh, they say you are like him. They say, uh, who do you say that I am? Peter confessed, you are the son of God. Christ. And God said, blessed are you, Peter. Flesh and blood has not revealed to you. But my father and them. And so they went behind Peter. Now Christ was telling them that he was going to go to the cross. They will put some words. That's what we are talking about. Ideas, thoughts, ideas, conversations. They don't just look for any opportunity. Put the words in the mouth of Peter. Now Peter will have felt that since he knew so much, he should be telling the master, well, you are talking negative, master. Be positive about yourself. That's what he was really saying. That's what happened to him. That's what happened to you. And the Lord watched, says, this is all right. Sensitive. If you are sensitive, Christ could send that right away. That's not, that's not from, from the right spirit. And that is what you are saying. If the voices come, you must be with it. Where well, is this? I just come to my head. If you are very sensitive, you can quickly quench the parameters or take captive every point. So I was first said, the weapons of our warfare are not come, but mighty to God to be pulling down of strong goals, casting down imaginations, and then taking captive every thought. The thought that comes is keep in your mind, you can stop it right there and say, but it is written. It is written, call the Bible verse to yourself, you are saying back to your mind, and you will just see that that demon will just stop tossing. Why? Because it is written. That is why you say you have to be sensitive. That's why you say watching. You watch and pray. So when you pray, you also watch. You have to withdraw perseverance and supplication for all these things. Even as you stand up and pray. You can continue on in many other things, but this is good enough for this. Keep our mind to begin to many different things. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this few discussions. We thank you, Lord, for leading us in the right path. We know, we know, Lord God, you have given us the victory already. Christ said that my Father has given his my channel. No man can block them out of my Father's hand. So we know, Lord Jesus, we are in your hand. And the devil is just wasting his time. We are trying to delay our progress. But Lord, we know, Lord Jesus, you have promised that the same shall arrive. And we know that we shall arrive. It takes a little while, but we shall arrive. And thank you, Jesus, because we claim that victory. He said, we look at the end of the book. He said they overcame the dragon oh, yeah. by the blood of the Lamb ah, and by the word of their testimony. Ah, and that is the word we are asking one another to say it out, confess it, stand your ground, cast down imagination, take captive every thought to the obedience of Christ because Christ has given us all this way more than us. We thank you Lord because we are victorious already and we shall, we shall arrive at your feet at the end. Let it be that Lord. Thank you Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We thank you Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jehovah Almighty. We thank you, Lord.